Let us worship God. From the prophet Isaiah, the 40th chapter, beginning with the 21st verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Holy One, we give you thanks for these ancient words and for the lives of those who have carried them down throughout the ages. We ask that you would open our hearts and minds this morning, that your fresh word would fall upon us this day. Amen. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is the one who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in, who brings princes to naught, and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, 
scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when God blows upon them and they wither and then tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me or who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. One who brings out their hosts and numbers them, calling them all by name. Because God is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. continues from the prophet Isaiah in the 40th chapter. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Holy One, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Holy One is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. God does not faint or grow weary. God's understanding is unsearchable. 
God gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Holy One shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. May God add a blessing to God's word. Have you heard the saying, there are no atheists in foxholes? This was a saying that I heard in my youth to kind of prove that everyone was eventually going to come around to understanding God and God's ways the way my tradition said it was supposed to be understood. You'll, you'll see at the end in that moment of deep fear or the end when you are facing the Holy One, you will believe that there is a God and you will believe it in the way that we believe it. I don't subscribe to that anymore, but I do think that this saying is very well held around the world. There are these folks who think that, you know, in these deep moments of crisis, in these times when we are facing the ultimate end of our lives, we seek out higher meaning. We want to know what is it all about. And in those moments, we reach for a holy other, something bigger to make sense of it all. When things are going well, we don't necessarily think about that, right? Because if things are going well, we, we might think that, well, it's what I deserved. I've worked hard. This is what should come to me. So I'm enjoying a good life because this is what I would expect. In those sorts of times, people don't tend to look for the divine as much. It's when those times are tougher, when things seem more out of our control, when we feel like, wait, there must be something else at work here, and we call on a higher power to bring justice. So many of our psalms talk about smiting our enemies, making sure that the others get what they deserve. In those kinds of times, we are looking for an outside help. And then we remember that perhaps there's a God. Maybe there's someone else out there, something else that is bigger and can take control in these kinds of moments. Perhaps you've heard me talk about this before, but this is what I have learned is called functional atheism, saying that we believe in God, but acting as if we don't. Believing that we can only count on ourselves, everything is only going to happen if we do it. We are putting ourselves in the place of God, trying to control everything. It comes from this desire to have certainty, wanting everything to be laid out clearly, not liking mystery. But when we do that, when we need to have that certainty, when we need to have that control, there is no place for faith. There is no place for trust. When I was looking into this saying, there are no atheists in foxholes, that was the first meaning that came up. But surprisingly, its opposite is also used to, for this saying. 
Some people use the saying meaning warfare causes some soldiers to question their existence of a belief or a belief in God due to death and violence around them. My mind doesn't go there, but that is how some people use this saying. This is an age-old question. In theological realms, we call it the theodicy question. If God is all-powerful, if God is all-good, if God is all-knowing, why do bad things happen? Why is there so much violence in our world? Why do people suffer? How do we say if God is all of those all-things, omnipotent, omnibenevolent, omniscient, if God is all of those all-things, why is our world such a mess? Makes me question if there's a God sometimes. Why does evil exist? In such times, people who had been holding on to a faith might question it, might begin to lose it, might begin to doubt that God actually exists. This is where we find the Israelite people in our text for the, today from the prophet Isaiah. They are in that second camp. They are doubting that God even really exists. They say, why is my way hidden from the Holy One? Why is my right being disregarded by my God? Where are you, God? Why aren't you upholding this bargain that I thought we had? It's supposed to look this exact way. I'm supposed to get this exact thing. I'm not getting it. You must not exist. Somewhat understandable. They had been conquered by first the Babylonians, then the Syrians. They are being thrown around in the, by the superpowers of their time. They aren't being allowed to rule themselves. Their rulers have actually been taken away and are made to live in other places around the kingdom. They had been promised their own land. They had been promised a place to be their own people, worshiping the, their God in their own way, and yet that was not the reality that they were living. And so... They began to wonder, maybe this has all just been a big misunderstanding. There really isn't a God at work here. There really isn't a God holding us and helping us and walking with us and making sure that we can have this life in our own land, in our own way. They had let go of all that had been passed down to them through their ancestors, all the stories of God's steadfast love, of God's being there to support them in and through it all, of God providing for them throughout good times and bad. They no longer were holding on to that idea of God's steadfast love and shalom. And so God sends the prophet to remind them have you not heard? Have you not known? 
Have you lost all the understanding that has been built up through the generations of who God is and how God is working? Have you let go so quickly of all that has been passed on to you? Don't be so quick to forget. God has been there through all these generations. God has shown up in all these ways to those people in our ancestry. God was there. Don't you remember? Haven't you heard? God has upheld God's end of the covenant. It may not look like what you thought, but God has been there and God still is here. The creator of all continues to create and to bring about good things on a scale that is so much bigger than we can ever know or understand. And with strength that is so much stronger than anything that we can imagine. Those superpowers that look like they have all the strength right now, it's nothing in comparison to God and God's strength. So God sends this prophet to help them hear these words again. Remember that your God is a God of steadfast love who has created everything, including you, and knows you by name. And then because the doubting is so deep within the people, God, God's self comes into this argument and says, wait a minute. You're not listening to the prophet, so maybe you'll listen to me. I am here. I have created everything, including you. I know the number of everything that I have created. I know the names of everything. And we were hearing recently about the power of names, right? God knows each and everything that God creates. And God has not abandoned it. And God says to these people who are doubting, I have not abandoned you either. Keep the faith. Remain steadfast in God because God is remaining steadfast in you. That is the prophet's message to the people of Israel. That is God's message to the people of Israel, and that is the message for us this day as well. What do we find ourselves in the midst of that makes us wonder, are you there, God? Are you really staying true to your promise to be steadfast in your love for your creation? It's not hard to look around and go, woof, it's hard to, not hard to think that there's not a, a higher will at work with all the mess that we have created here in God's good creation. There is a lot of evil rampant in our world. It looks like it has the upper hand. It's easy to see how people might start to doubt that there is an all-benevolent, all-powerful, all-knowing God but the prophet and God come to us today to say no. Don't lose faith. 
Stay true to your knowledge of who God is. Stay true to the stories that have been passed down to us throughout the ages. Listen to those who are seeing God even when you're not. Listen to those who are holding the faith for you while you may be doubting. And know that God is there. God promises to renew our strength. Today we have a, a, a race going on in the park. And anyone who's ever run a race knows that there are times in the race that you are just flagging. You get to a point where you're like, oh, especially when they're longer. You say, I can't run one more step. But then you're like, okay, it's so close. Maybe I can keep going. The same is true of our faith lives. We are going along and everything might feel fine and then we hit a bump and it's like, oh, how do we just keep going? But God says, I will come and I will lift you up. I will support you. I will help you get to that finish line. Have faith. Let me do it. Don't be a functional atheist saying, I believe in God, or I have to do it all myself. But let God help you. Let God bring you people, bring you resources. Let God provide for you. And God will lift you up. And God will help you to fly. And God will help you to run and not grow weary. God might not always show up how we are expecting it. That's the, big, that's the big thing. It's hard because we're like looking for God in this certain way, but God shows up over here in this other way. So how do we stay open to allowing God to show up in the mystery? Have you not heard have you not known? God is the God of all creation who loves God's creation unfailingly. Renewing strength, giving wind beneath the wings, helping people to run and not grow weary so that they can spread the love of God throughout the whole world. May you know that this is true for you today and always. Amen.
As we continue now with the prayer chants, you are invited in the silence of your hearts to offer your prayers of intercession and supplication, those prayers for the world, for those you love, and for yourself to be given to God. Do not lose heart, do not lose heart, put your 
And for that, we give you our thanks and our praise. Amen. When you are weary, when the marathon feels too long, go forth upheld by the mystery and steadfast love of God. And may the grace of God, the peace of Christ, and the power of the Spirit be with those who work or watch or weep this day. May God tend the sick, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, and shield the joyous. Amen. Go in peace.